Hey, everybody. Thank you for joining us on another version of the Real Estate Roundup, a part of our Beyond Real Estate podcast. And this week, we have a very special guest in Tim Ryan, an investor here in Southern California, but he is not exclusive to the Southern California market. And one thing he also does do, in addition to his investing, is bring people into buying tours in markets that he's a part of. So tune into this week's edition of Beyond Real Estate as we dive in a little bit deeper into the investing side of the real estate market. Welcome to Beyond Real Estate with Jalik, the podcast discussing parenting, real estate, and business. Every week we go in-depth on how to become successful in life and business. Nick, take it away. All right, guys. Thanks for joining us here on another edition of the Real Estate Roundup. Tim, without any further ado, why don't you introduce a little bit about your experience in investing? Because correct me if I'm wrong, it's not just a year or two in it. You've been there, done that. And my second question for you is maybe what is one of the best things that you've had happen based on your experiences in the investing space. Okay, got it. So I'm Tim Ryan with HSS Investment Properties and I'm a full-time real estate investor, contractor, developer. I live in Southern California and that means I can't buy residential rental real estate because it's too expensive and it doesn't cash flow. So what I've done is I've gone to other markets outside, mostly outside California. And I would tell people outside of California, everything's cheap. So we gotta be careful. We're not just looking for cheap, we're looking for good also. We wanna see appreciation, cash flow, tax benefits and everything, right? So I've kind of made a niche here where I go out and find these growth markets across the country. And now I'm bringing, I did it for a number of years basically for myself and some close investors. And now I'm opening up to investors and bringing people out on buying tours and teaching them how to buy real estate in great markets, showing them the market. And one of the keys when you do it out of state, not in your own backyard, so to speak, is the team is everything. You're gonna need quality property management contractors, closing attorneys, you're gonna need good realtors out there, wholesale, all these things. And I spend years, several years, accumulating all those and I package together and give it to an investor so they can be successful. That's what it's about. Brilliant. And you touched on it. What does that buying tour consist of? So I say, Tim, that's right up my alley. I want to get into investing. Would it tell me more? Yeah, so I have different investors that come to me. I have some people who just want to be passive investors. They have some funds and they want to get their, a lot of people right now kind of want to get their money out of the stock market. They're not feeling too safe about that. And so they can invest with me. It's more of a guaranteed rate of return and then buy real estate with that. It's like a mini fund. <clears throat> and then I got a second group of people who say, look, we really want to be more active. We want to get out there and do it. They may not have the experience. They're scared, which they should be. It's not that easy. And uh, so I say, okay, I'm going to help these people. We're going to, and we take them to the market and really show them the ropes. And one of the keys is you go to a, a wholesaler is somebody who goes and finds a deal and then we'll give it to a investor and they get a fee for that. Once they hand it over to you, they're done. They got their fee, they're at it. The same with somebody just find, finding a deal. It's all on you. What we do is we've incorporated mentoring and coaching with that. So we help people along the way. There's a lot of people. I've seen a lot of people pay a lot of money to these gurus on internet and some are good. By the way, I say that and I'm somewhat made fun. I've paid a lot of money for those programs. This is how I've learned real estate. So I'm not saying there's anything really wrong with it, but not everybody can do this. It's a very entrepreneurial business. You've got to be, you got really gave it a lot of time. So I want to help that gap for those people where, and I've had some people where they say, look, always wanted to have real estate and really have a deep desire. We have some funds to work with. 
I work more than a full-time job. I got two kids at home. My wife's not really on board, but I still want to do it. I'm like, okay, that's the person I can help you. We can kind of do it through me. My company helps those kind of people and we do it. I get them invested. But I'm like, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> I'm telling you, don't. Your marriage is more important than that rental property. So that's kind of how it, yeah, I, I, I like, that's the part I like. I can keep going out and buy some great properties. I've got some great ones and I can tell you about those. But it's really fun to help new people get involved. And I'm helping a lot of people do things that they wouldn't have done on their own. Let me ask you a, a kind of a random put you on the spot. If I say, okay, hey, I've got, I don't know, 150 grand. And like you said, things are cheap in comparison to California. I'm like, I found a property, maybe even two in Kansas. And your response to that would be what? So the first thing I always like to ask is, there's different ways to invest that and we'll explore that. But the, even before that is, what's happening in Kansas? What is your, what do you know about Kansas? Who do you know that's there? How many times have you been there? So I've talked to some people that have called me that have already been working on out-of-state type investing. And they said that they're, I've seen a couple of problems. They're saying, look, I just got getting deals, Tim. And I just thought I'd ask you. I said, okay, where are you looking? And they said, Kansas and St. Louis and Orlando, Florida and Dallas. It's all good markets. And they're looking at Phoenix. I said, hold on, there's your first problem. I said, you're all over the place. How could you possibly be working that many markets? And then the sort of people that I say, my, my method, the way I do it, I bear down on one market at a time. I was in a market I can tell you about since 2009, and now I'm in my second market. I still have properties in the first, but it takes time. It takes effort. You gotta, you gotta get the vocals there to first accept you. It takes a lot of effort and time. So in other words, you're looking for good deals, maybe off market, but you want a lower price. Don't just go by and pay too much for something. But if you really want to do good real estate investing, it takes time and you get it. You want a real estate broker to call you and say, I have something off market and I thought of calling you first. That's amazing. You get that call, you're like, wow, this is awesome. <laughs> but it, it, how do you get there? So I say, you got to bear down, bear down on that. And then I've had some other people say, yeah, and they said only a couple, okay, two places. I said, okay, when's the last time you've been there? Well, I haven't been there yet, but I make a lot of phone calls. I'm hitting the phones, I'm hitting the phones, I'm talking to these brokers. I'm like, it doesn't work that way either. It's, you've got to, go to them they've got to see you, you got to take people to lunch and coffee and dinner and get to know the lay of the land and so these are the things i like to teach and that's why i say so i can tell you hey guys go do that thing i'm telling you go to kansas city and i'll tell you how to do it that's asking a lot of somebody okay <laughs> the airplane now what so that's why my body doors i actually bring them there and show them here's what you want to land. let me show you let me just cut to the chase. These areas are probably 10 years out from turning around. Let's not go there yet. This area is good. It's right, blah, blah, blah. And meet these great people in town. So I think I'm providing a good service for people that could take them three to four years to do on their own. We're just getting right to it. Absolutely. Yeah. So let's go through those first few things then. If it So you're offering something that's amazing for people that want to jump into it and want to and have the ability to start investing today but what are some things for those that are maybe they are a year or two out from saving up the right amount or waiting for enough equity to have in their current home to refinance take out to start this investing journey what are some of those things that they can be doing today to start getting them on that right path not only going in a direction because like you said, there's plenty of places where you can be sent down a direction doesn't mean that it's the right direction. So setting themselves up for success in the future, even if they can't start investing tomorrow. Yeah, I, that's good because I like, I tell people and I like to get people to get involved and learn 
little more, a lot more actually from the Beyond podcasts, YouTube videos, and reading books, which is great. And you've got to do that. You've got to do that. You're going to learn. You're going to get a lot of experience, but you can't take away from personal experience. So I say personal experience, does that mean run out, buy a property? No. So to answer your question, you know, I like to recommend people to find someone to investment with. Find someone who's doing this. There's some people in your town that may be a flipper or your uncle flips houses. Ask him to get involved. He probably needs some money for his deal. You're going to loan, you're basically loan or invest with your funds in there. But to jump out and say, my uncle does flips, he's pretty good. I think I'll try it out myself. Trying it out means you lose a hundred grand. It's not a fun way to try it out. So I would suggest try to get with somebody who's doing it. Find someone who's actually active, team up with them. I've come to me and say, hey, you're a contractor. I think you're a good fit for this type of thing. And they wanted to invest with me. But you know what I'm saying? It's good to, to go along with somebody to, to go it alone. And there's even other ways to invest where you can invest in somebody's apartment. People do these large apartment deals. And you can, they pool the monies. And those are all good because you can learn a lot through that. You can learn. So I, yeah, I like to get a lot of people to start that way in as they're learning more and getting more information, now go out and do the real deal because I've seen people lose a lot of money. I've seen people make a lot of money and, on the win side. And, and can you talk a little bit more about your preference for the space you navigate because it's multifamily units versus single family homes, is that correct? Yes, yeah, I very much like multifamily. So I uh, years ago I was in, so one of my markets is one of my first big market I did outside of my area was Chattanooga, Tennessee. And I went there in 2009 when nobody was there. And the first deal I was going to buy was a single family. And at the same time I was learning about multifamily, I got an escrow. I literally was thinking the whole way on a plane ride, got off the plane, called my broker, said, I'm sorry, but I got to back out. Like, why? I thought you're buying this wonderful rental property. It's going to make $80 a month positive capital. And I said, taking my money to multifamily. In three months, I bought a 16 unit. And it's so the deal with multifamily is this economy is the scale. You can have multiple units under one roof, you have one roof to fix, not multiple roofs, right? You've got, you have a four unit, two people don't pay rent, you're still getting rent from two people, you're probably still paying your bills. That's nice. Single family, rent. but there's other benefits to single family. So I'm not totally against single family. Single families are great for resale. Somebody down the road is going to be looking for a family home and they'll pay good money for that when the time's right. So there's a play for that too, but I am definitely 100% for multifamily. Fair enough. Would you care to share experiences in Airbnb, the Airbnb space? Because that one, that's a space that's taken off considerably in the last handful of years specifically, just in terms of especially the amount of regulations coming up and popping up in certain cities saying, we're not allowing it, but how about you? So what we did where I'm investing now, investing in Wisconsin, in an area of Wisconsin, and we're invest we started in around 2019, we're investing in a downtown city. And what's great about that is we have mixed use buildings. We bought buildings with the retail on the first floor and apartments above, that's called mixed use, right? One of the early buildings we bought, a guy was running two Airbnbs in there. And at the time, I literally was almost like, what's an Airbnb? I knew what Airbnb was, but I really, it was new to me. So we took that over and I was like, wow, this is pretty tremendous. Now we have seven Airbnbs. So we kept adding them. It's interesting you brought that up is that 
there's other Airbnbs in town that are operating illegally, illegally and going to be shut down soon. So to be careful. So on the one hand, I would say Airbnbs are awesome. You make way more cash flow. We get to stay there for free. It's like a vacation home. It's so great until the day they shut you down, right? Because a lot of these single family neighborhoods don't like it, right? So we're in a downtown setting and it's approved. And it's always going to be approved because it's more of a touristy type of place. So we're really safe. So we got to really safe thing. I learned a lot about that. You got to take your chance or make sure you're in the right place in this neighborhoods, right? Yep. But yeah, the Airbnbs are tremendous. We love Jay, any, anything else pop up for you? Y'all covered so much good stuff. When you have experts in the room, the smartest thing to do is just shut up. And so I just take that as a, a normal everyday thing. One thing though, that I'm sure a lot of people have questions about is you bought a 16 unit property. I don't have money probably. I don't know. I haven't done research. I'm the average person. I probably don't have money that I could buy a 16 unit property. So when it comes to funding those larger kind of projects, what does that look like? What are the risks involved? And what happens if I buy it and next week the roof collapses and now I have lawsuits and I have to rebuild the roof and all this kind of stuff. Sure. I'll talk about that. So yeah. So first, the, one of the greatest things about this investment is we're insured. And of course, you're always gonna have property insurance. Gotta, don't even think about not being insured every single day of your life. It's cheap insurance, but yeah, of course. So literally I tell people, I say, this asset, if it goes really bad, or what happens if the whole thing burns down, that the bank probably pay us more money than we have in it. Because they give you replacement cost. And so there's safety at that, number one. The first thing you said, one thing I learned early on, and this is why I use investors. I bring investors for all ideals. I don't just work my butt off, save every dime I have and go buy a property. I'll find a property and I'll go find the money with investor money. Because I learned if you find a great deal, you'll always find the money. So for some people who are not interested in doing that real estate investing and thinking, well, how many going to buy? If I buy one or two single families, then what? There's always a way to do that. Yeah, you pull, bring in more investors. You bring in partners. There's all kinds of ways to do it. So a ton of that. And that's how we take down these apartments. So I've owned a 104 unit apartment, 42, a 44, 22. These size apartments, we don't buy those on our room. We typically will get the loan and those things end up. We bring in investors' money. And these are great deals. We always say these are the type of assets none of us would be able to buy without all of us. We pull together and we take down these big properties. One more thing about, especially with multifamily and apartments and things, and when it comes to lending and getting the money, it's actually, I don't know if you ever heard this, but there's a thing about it's easier to get a loan on a large apartment than it is on a small building, like a single family. Way easier. Single family, duplex, threeplex, they're going to get base everything on you. They want all your income and everything from here to the end, like regular buying a house. And with commercial property, they base it on the property. They still want to look at you and who's behind this, who's the general part. But basically, look, the prettiest of business, the property has income. They're going to look at the income expenses, say, oh, so no brainer, we'll loan. So it actually gets bigger. It gets easier the bigger they come. Which Interesting. So everyone go out uh, and just start buying multi-million dollar properties and just hit, just set this world on fire. You're the next Grant Cardone and don't let anyone tell you otherwise. This is going to be a fun one. Leveraging. You were right in the backyard in Chattanooga of the man who is very famous for saying that if you leverage your money, if you buy something that you don't have 100% cash for, you're just going to fail. There's never been and never will be except for outliers. 
successful people who leverage their money. That man is Dave Ramsey. This is a safe space. So we are not, we're not going to rat you out. But at the same time, a lot of people follow that. And a lot of people are probably going to use his exact feel of, I want to invest, but Dave Ramsey says I have to pay off my mortgage before I can even start investing in any sort of outside thing, let alone buy a house. I got to pay that with cash. But what are your thoughts on that mindset. And when it comes to leveraging, why is it the smart thing to do versus just trying to buy a multi-million dollar property all for cash? Right. Yeah. Love Dave Ramsey, but he's wrong and he's crazy. <laughs> that is crazy. Look, there's a different, there's different things we can call it. Easy money, available money. But here's the thing that I don't think he understands. And I don't think I think the stigma that he's putting on us, it's because debt is bad. And the truth of the matter is when we go out and borrow with a bank for properties, I consider that good debt because it's secured. It's only a percentage of the total. We always, these days, you always have to put some equity in. That was 2007 and eight. That's why they crashed. We're not putting no money down and stuff like that. Good fundamentals is you're getting good debt against this property. It makes nothing but sense. The rates can be so amazing. I just, we're doing a refinance on a commercial property. Rates are going a little crazy right now. And we're refinancing a commercial property. I'm getting a fixed percent, fixed 5% rate on a commercial property right now, fixed for five years. It's out there. That is that is smart money. That's smart business. So I 100% agree. It'd be crazy if we had to sit here and raise all the cash. And here's the other thing. So you raise cash, let's say you have $100,000. His way you could buy $100,000 property, right? My way is you can buy $500,000 property or five $100,000 properties because we only need roughly 20% down. So now we just five times, or if we want to use somebody else, 10x their life. Oh, Grant Cardone and Dave yeah, Ramsey, right. all in one podcast. <laughs> what fan base are we going to piss off today? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm very passionate about that. I love my loan. Yeah. I'm not smart about it, but I will say one thing, and I think this is an important point to make, is that I've seen some people go out in this mad rush, and things work great, and you go out there and make deals work. And so you guys say, find someone to invest with. Some of these people know how to buy things. I think about all the tricks to make a deal work. I believe in that. In other words, they go and do a no money down deal, interest only, these things and an adjustable rate mortgage. It's like, if you have to do all those to convince a investor that this is a deal, that's not a deal. So every deal I have is a fully amortized loan. I like to know that when I'm sleeping, and every month, somebody's paying off my mortgage for me. With an amortized loan, the tenants are paying our mortgage off. That's what's built-in equity. So it's like, what things don't go so well? Well, we still got that. We're paying down our loan for us. So many real estate provides so many things like that. I love that. But yeah, got to be conservative with the buys too. That's important. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Guys, I think maybe the most entertaining real estate roundup we've had on this podcast and can definitely appreciate all the insight you brought. And I hope our listeners and watchers out there have also had some nuggets to write down, to remember, to reference. And just remember too, we're humans and we're easy to get a hold of. So if you have further questions, just reach out. It just takes a conversation. And again, when you have the technology that we do at our fingertips, being the social media, I think it makes it all that much more easier and really a no excuse environment to say, I have questions, how can I do this? So as Tim alluded to, he's in Southern California. I'm in Southern California. Jay's in Colorado. But as Tim also alluded to, we have teams and he has a team around him. So again, maybe it's, we can't directly help you, but we know somebody who can help you. 
So jam-packed with tons of good information in the investing space. Again, feel free to reach out if you have any questions and stay tuned and make sure you listen to our, what, business bookend. I don't know. On, on the Friday, because we absolutely have a newer book that should present some new ideas. So stay tuned for that and unlock that mystery as you stay tuned on Friday for that episode. Thanks for listening or watching and we'll catch you same time, same place next week. Hey, thanks again for listening. If you want to hear more of Jalen McKenna, Colorado's mortgage dad, and his take on the Colorado real estate market or just mortgages and mortgage news in general, check out the links below. Also, check out the links below for more information on products, books, or references made in this podcast. And please don't forget to subscribe, like, and share.